The Cardinals miss out on Juan Soto and trade Harrison Bader. What happened and why? Plus, they did get two left-handed starting pitchers. We'll tell you all about the newest member of the Cardinals on Locked on Cardinals. You are Locked on Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome once again. I'm J.D. Haffern and I am your host for Locked On Cardinals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, covering your team every day. You can follow me on Twitter at J.D. Sports Radio. Follow the podcast at LO underscore Cardinals. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you'll find Locked On Cardinals, a show serving Cardinal Nation and giving the best fans in baseball all the info about the birds on the bat. All right. Deep breath. Let's relax for a moment. What a day, right? Today was the trade deadline and just emotions all over the place once again. How about we start off with the big non-move. The Cardinals come up short in the Juan Soto sweepstakes. How short, we probably will never know, but most reports said something about not including Dylan Carlson and their top prospects, that that was the issue that was going on, which leads me to believe that they were going to give up Jordan Walker or Carlson, but not both. But again, that's just me speculating. I have no sources confirming that that was the case. So what did it take to get Juan Soto from the Nationals? How come he ended up becoming a member of the San Diego Padres instead? Well, according to the reports, the San Diego Padres traded a pretty substantial package to get the 23-year-old outfielder. So here's what this Padres sent over. Left-handed pitcher McKenzie Gore who was a top prospect and is on the uh, major league roster, but is currently out until September uh, dealing with an elbow strain, which is, you know, never good if you're a pitcher. Uh, outfielder Robert Hassel III, who was their number one overall prospect and number 21 in the top 100 of Major League Baseball. They also sent shortstop C.J. Abrams, who was taken sixth overall in 2019 and had been a top prospect as well. Outfielder James Wood. Now, apparently, he was the big crown jewel in all of this. Six foot seven, uh, 88th overall in Major League Baseball, but number three in the Padres system. They also sent right handed pitcher Jarlin Susana, who was 18 and was the top ranked pitcher in the 2021 international class. So, a lot of big pieces there. And then, after the Eric Hosmer part of the trade fell through and he ended up getting shipped off to Boston. The Padres sent former Cardinal Luke Voigt to Washington instead. Now, in return, the Padres get Juan Soto. And let's not forget, they also land switch hitting first baseman Josh Bell, who's who's having an outstanding season. That guy's hitting 301, 14 home runs, 57 RBIs. Not a bad throw-in piece for the Padres. Now, this was the kind of trade that a lot of us in Cardinal Nation were hoping the team would make. For once, they just put their junk on the table. And go for it. Now, all along, we try to temper your expectations, saying that this isn't a Cardinals type of move. That That's a lot to give up, and they normally value their prospects a, a lot more than other teams in the league do. But coming into Tuesday, there was still this real hope that the Cardinals might pull the trigger and win this thing. I mean, I'm pretty sure a lot of people out there thought it was going to happen. I thought that this stuff would have went away a long time ago. I never thought they would take it down to the deadline. But as the morning moved on, it became more and more apparent that it was really coming down to the Padres and the Dodgers. 
And eventually the Padres pulled it off. They they make the trade of a lifetime. Some are calling it the biggest trade deadline deal in the history of Major League Baseball. They are now putting Soto into a lineup with Manny Machado and eventually Fernando Tatis Jr. The one thing the Padres didn't have to worry about that the Cardinals did is that the Cardinals needed pitching in a bad way, where the Padres didn't. They're, they're fine. In fact, they just signed Musgrove to a, to a big contract. They, they were fine in their pitching staff. So they didn't have to worry about it. They had one goal, get Soto. They didn't want to get shown up by the uh, Dodgers like they did last year, where the Dodgers were able to pull off the uh, trade for Max Scherzer and Trey Turner, pulled them right out from under them because the Padres were the team that, that most people thought were was going to land them. And then the Dodgers were like, no, 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 no. We'll take them from you. We're a big brother. We'll grab them. So they weren't going to let that happen this year. Uh, the Cardinals had multiple needs. We discussed why getting Soto probably still wasn't enough to win a World Series, at least this year. But it puts you in a spot to kind of make the next two years with Goldie and Arenado as a must-win situation, kind of going all in. But they didn't. They decided it was too much, and the Padres got him instead. And to say I was disappointed is a, is a bit of an understatement because I started to believe that it might happen. I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. So I get why everyone was upset and why we were getting so many fire mo and let's do bad things to mo tweets and messages. In fact, I got a couple of them right here for you. I'm not going to name who wrote these, but uh, one of them says, F off, John Mozalak. You better hope to God Dylan Carlson turns into Mickey Mantle and Jordan Walker becomes a god who hits 50 home runs a year. Soto is worth trading them away, and yet you continue to refuse to pull the friggin' trigger. Got another one here. John Mozalek is a useless waste of space. As far as I'm concerned, it's Kroenke, Mike Keenan, and then him. And we all know how popular guys like Mike Keenan and uh, Stan Kroenke are for what uh, they did to some of our more beloved franchises. Kroenke, obviously, getting the Rams to move from St. Louis back over to Los Angeles. And then uh, Mike Keenan just uh, blowing up the Blues in general. They, he, they didn't like him so much that like Wayne Gretzky didn't want to be with the team anymore. Traded away guys like Brett Hall. Like, people were very upset with Mike Keenan. So to put Mozeliak in that category, oh, that might be a bit drastic. Um, John Mozeliak should be run out of St. Louis with torches and pitchforks behind him. Okay. Now, according to reports, John Mozeliak uh, uh, apparently knew on Monday night that the team was out of the bidding for Soto, which is why the trade for Quintana was made in the first place. And Katie Wu from The Athletic reports that Mozeliak said that it, it wasn't one player that kept this trade from happening, saying, quote, you saw what they got in return. It was better than what we were willing to do. And in reference to Carlson, he said he met with Carlson in Washington, D.C. when the team was playing against the Nationals and assured him that he would not be traded. But in my opinion, you don't get a crack at a player like that, like Juan Soto, at the age of 23 with controllable years very often. And the Cardinals let him slip right through their fingers. And now if Carlson, Walker, Wynn, Gorman, or whoever else Washington asked for doesn't live up to expectations, this is going to haunt Mozeliak and the Cardinals for years to come. I heard or read somewhere that there was a similar situation with the Cardinals when Miguel Cabrera was made available by the Marlins and uh, ended up getting traded to the Tigers, that the Cardinals were actually in the running for it, but wouldn't part with Colby Rasmus. So the future Triple Crown winner, World Series champion, Hall of Famer, Miguel Cabrera, went to Detroit instead. Realized the Cardinals ended up moving Rasmus to Toronto, 
later on and it helped win them a championship with the bullpen pieces they got back. So I guess it did work. But you see what I'm getting at here, that the Colby Rasmus part of it stalled bringing Miguel Cabrera to the Cardinals. Now, if the prospects in Carlson and company do become everything the Cardinals think they will be, then you have to give credit to Mo in the front office for not going all in on Soto. But I get why today feels like a loss. And we did have a poll up on our Twitter account. Once again, that's uh, LO underscore Cardinals on what you guys wanted the team to do. And 49.2% were wanting them to go all in for Soto. 28.2% wanted two starting pitchers, and 22.6% wanted one pitcher and one hitter. Well, they got the two starting pitchers. That did happen. The Cardinals did make a move on Monday night. And then at the end of the deadline today, that is when they sent some shockwaves through Cardinal Nation, trading Harrison Bader to the New York Yankees. So we're going to uh, introduce you to the newest members of the Cardinals. Not in person, obviously, because I don't have that control to bring them onto the show. But uh, we'll we'll give you some background on who are the newest guys that you'll see in a Cardinals uniform moving forward. Now, if you're a snacky kind of person like me, I sure hope you've tried Built Bar Puffs by now. Because if you haven't, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? They've got a new flavor. Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. Let me introduce you to your new favorite, Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs. They have a light and chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, which is my favorite part of it all. All of the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus it's actually healthy for you, believe it or not. Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. Run to Built.com to snag a box for you and the family. Family. It'll be the perfect treat, or you can find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself. I try to do that with goodies around the house all the time. The wife consistently finds all the built puffs that I have or built bars that I have. She finds them no matter where I put them. I don't know if she's got like a secret camera set up in the kitchen or what, but she gets her hands on them. Maybe you can do better than I do. But like all built bars, the new cookie dough chunk puff is covered in 100% real chocolate, which means they're healthy and tasty. Chocolate-covered cookie dough with a light, fluffy texture. Very, very good. What's great about Built is that all of their bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. You're going to love their new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a a snack for your workout, a late-night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite, Built is the perfect protein bar, and they taste better than a candy bar. I promise you. Ditch the calories, fat, and sugar. Grab yourself a Built Bar. Be sure to go to Built.com and use that promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo LOCKED15. Go get you some of those today because they are good. Once again, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen every day. The MLB trade deadline is today, and Locked on MLB has all the breakdowns. Subscribe now to Locked on Cardinals on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. So let's get into the trades that the Cardinals did make. No one Soto. So we got to move on. The Cardinals did make a couple deals, and we'll go in chronological order on these. Uh, let's start with Monday night. Last night, ahead of today's trade deadline, they acquired left-handed starting pitcher Jose Quintana and relief pitcher Chris Stratton from the Pittsburgh Pirates in exchange for pitcher Johan Oviedo and third-base prospect Malcolm Nunez. 
Now we had Ethan Smith from Locked On Pirates. Give us a quick rundown on the guys the Cardinals got, and you can see that video on our Twitter page. Once again, once again, that's uh, at LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter. But um, here's kind of the gist of what he told us and what I've read about these guys so far. Quintana, you might be familiar with already, uh, spent time with the White Sox and then went to the Cubs, kind of bounced around the last couple of years. But he's having a resurgent year in Pittsburgh. He's 33 years old. He's left-handed, has a 3-5 and five record, but an ERA of 3.50 and a whip of 1.272. His last two outings, he faced the Marlins on July 23rd and through seven shutout innings. And then on the 29th, he blanked the Phillies for five and two-thirds. He genuinely is a replacement for the injured Steven Matz who is likely done for the season. Uh, haven't seen an announcement yet on whether um, he is completely out, although I did read something earlier that maybe his uh, his test results came back. There's some healing, so there's a sliver of a chance he might come back, but I just wouldn't bet on it. I, you know, just just put him out of mind right now, and if he comes back, woo, great, surprise, Stephen Matz is back. <laughs> but if he doesn't, you're not heartbroken. Uh, right-handed reliever Chris Stratton, Rush Chairman. Damn glad to meet you. If you're an Animal House fan, you, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Anytime I hear the name Stratton, that's the first thing I think of is Animal House. But anyway, he's a former first-round pick of the Giants back in 2012. He's 31 years of age, has appeared in 40 games this season. ERA, not so great, 5.09. But uh, he's got 37 strikeouts and just over 40 innings pitched. Now, to get him, the Cardinals did part ways with Johan Oviedo, the 24-year-old, probably most famous for his uh, dubious streak of going winless in his first 19 starts of his big league career. He's a big boy, 6'5", 6'6", right around there, 245 pounds. He made his major league debut back in 2020 when he was rushed up to the big leagues due to injuries, and we knew he had good stuff. We've always seen it. That slider's pretty darn nasty, but he really struggled with his command was kind of frustrating to watch because he would have this amazing inning and then all of a sudden couldn't find the strike zone. Kind of reminds you a little bit like how Jordan Hicks is, where Jordan will look amazing for one inning and the next inning it's just all over the place. But um, things were better for him this season. It seemed like he uh, figured some things out, turned a corner. I don't know if he maybe he was just taking a little bit off the ball because that, that can be the problem sometimes. You try to overthrow the ball, and that will lead it to not being in the strike zone. Maybe it gives you trouble with the command. Maybe it takes a little bit off, got the control back, and um, found a nice little niche there in the bullpen for the Cardinals. Uh, but uh, he's on his way to Pittsburgh now. In fact, he's there and has already been sent down. Uh, the Cardinals also send over their number 10 overall prospect in Cuban third baseman Malcolm Nunez. Now, Nunez, in case you aren't aware of, 21 years old, right-handed hitter. He's 5'11", 205 pounds. I was watching video of him. Kind of reminded me of Vladimir Guerrero Jr., where he's a, he's a little bit smaller and a little thicker, to put it in a nice way, but he's got a ton of power. This year, he has 17 home runs and 66 runs batted in in 85 games for AA Springfield. But the big club has a guy named Nolan Arenado down there at third base already. And if something happens to him, they've got another guy named Nolan, Nolan Gorman, who can man the hot corner as well. So Nunez kind of in a bad spot position-wise. He could be moved to first base at some point, but most scouts don't really like his athleticism all that much. So uh, first base or just a DH is his likely landing spot one day when he does make it to the major leagues, if he makes it to the major leagues. Uh, you don't see a lot of interdivision trades. But Quintana will be a free agent at season's end, and this is a good start for what the Cardinals are trying to accomplish at the deadline. They needed reliable arms in the rotation, and he has 20 starts already this season and 29 the previous year for the Angels and the Giants. So it's a good trade for the Cardinals. Didn't cost them any high-end talent, and at the time of the deal on Monday night, 
you thought you might need that talent for bigger moves, a.k.a. going after guys like Juan Soto, Pablo Lopez, Ark, or Carlos Rodon. Um, they didn't get any of them. In fact, Lopez and Rodon weren't even traded by their teams. And according to reports, John Mozalak apparently knew on Monday night that the team was out of the bidding for Soto, which is why the trade for Quintana was made in the first place. And uh, Katie Wu from The Athletic reports that Mozalak said that it, it wasn't one player that kept this trade from happening, saying you saw what they got in return. It was better than what we were willing to do. And uh, it wasn't Carlson's fault. That wasn't the thing. So uh, the move puts another left-hander in the rotation that currently has Michaelis, Wainwright, Hudson, and Palante, who are all right-handed. So most people like this move. In fact, uh, we had another poll question at LO underscore Cardinals on Twitter. 74% of you said you liked the move last night, that uh, you enjoyed having um, Quintana on the team, putting him in the rotation. I, I was fine with the trade as well. I was really hoping that it was going to lead to more things uh, today, but it didn't happen. That's not exactly what happened. What did happen, though, is the Cardinals made a move at uh, – the trade deadline, like right before it hit. And it was a big one, and it shocked a lot of people. After the dust had settled on the Soto deal to San Diego, it got real quiet for the Cardinals. And I mean real quiet. Like, there wasn't much going on. Uh, you saw rumors of them attached to Carlos Rodon of the Giants. Uh, Rich Hill was one that I saw. I was like, what? Dude, stop. Don't tell me you're bringing in Rich Hill, 42 years old. Because that's kind of like the move they did last year. And... I like the Lester move, um, Jay Happ. I, I don't know. It just it was like they were regurgitating the same crap, and I didn't want to see that. But those were the rumors that were floating around, but it was just a, a lot of noise. And then moments before that deadline hits, the bomb goes off that the Cardinals have dealt one of their more popular players on the team to the New York Yankees. Injured center fielder Harrison Bader, plus a player to be named later or cash considerations, going to the Bronx in return the Cardinals get 29-year-old left-hander Jordan Montgomery. My initial reaction to that was, what the? What happened? Because nobody had heard anything like that. There were no rumors whatsoever that the Cardinals and the Yankees were talking about anything, much less Harrison Bader getting moved and Jordan Montgomery coming back in return. Now Montgomery is on a one-year deal, but he is arbitration eligible next season, which means that the Cardinals can bring him back. He's making six million this year. He's six foot six, two hundred twenty-eight pounds, has a career record of just twenty-two and twenty. He's three and three this season. He's made twenty-one starts this year and has an ERA of three point six nine and a WHIP of one point zero nine nine. Um, hasn't won a game since June seventeenth. And this is playing for the Yankees, by the way, mind you, who have the best record in baseball. Uh, since that day on June 17th, when he got his last win, his ERA has climbed a, a full run, which is not what you want to see. His last two outings, he hasn't made it past the fifth inning, giving up five runs in two and a third against the Mets, which included two home runs, and then four runs in four innings against the Royals, most recently on July the 31st. Not exactly the sexiest return, especially when a lot of us were holding out that Carlos Rodon was who they were they were banking on that that's who they had kind of zeroed in on and we're going to bring back. But reports were the Giants wanted a ton in return. And if you see what some of these other starting pitchers around the league ended up getting back for their teams, guys like Tyler Malley, who got three prospects back, and um, there was Cindergaard. Uh, you know, it, it just 
Rodon was going to be expensive. You knew that. And there's a risk there because he could opt out of his contract and become a free agent at the end of this year. So I can see why they were nervous about moving in on him. But that's what I think a lot of us were, were thinking they were zeroing on, but zeroing in on, but ended up being Montgomery and Harrison Bader. Ended up being the price of that pitcher. Uh, Bader comes in, came up through the Cardinal system. We're all familiar with him. He's got a ton of speed. He's a gold glove center fielder. Brings an enthusiasm to the game that the fans love to see. Offensively, we'll be honest, he's been inconsistent. Uh, he strikes out a lot. Has some pop from the right side. But, you know, we always hoped that we'd get a little more out of him at the plate. At least I thought we were going to get a little more out of him at the plate. But because of his amazing defense and, of course, his base running, can steal you a, a bunch of bases. You felt like he offered enough to, to get by at the plate. Um, I don't know what the, his stats are. I do know that when Bader was in the lineup, though, because they say it all the time on the telecast, that the Cardinals won a whole lot more than they lost when he was out. Unfortunately, he's also dealt with injuries over the years, and this year was no different. He's currently sidelined with plantar fasciitis. And I don't know if you've ever dealt with that before, but it can be pretty painful. Uh, was in a walking boot, so that's why the trade has that stipulation in it about a player to be named later or cash considerations, depending on if he can play or not for the Yankees, whether it be in September or the playoffs uh, later this year. Uh, Bader, also a free agent at the end of this season. So you look at all of that. The Cardinals needed another starting pitcher. They get one. He's left-handed, which is nice. You lose Bader, who wasn't playing anyways. But I don't know. Fans are fans are going to be a little upset. They're going to hate it because they love Bader. Um, they love his flair. They love his hair, which I guess he's going to have to cut off because that's a rule in New York that you can't have the uh, the beard and then you can't have longer hair. I think he he's got to bring it up a little bit. I don't know. He has cut it off before for the Cardinals, but they grew it back out. But um, I don't know. His energy, everybody liked him. I mean, we've all liked Harrison Bader over the years, and it's a bummer to see him go. Now Dylan Carlson is going to be your everyday center fielder, and um, he's not only got to continue the stellar defense play, which which he has been doing since Bader's been out. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's been fantastic, but not only does he have to do that now and play gold glove center field defense the way Bader did, but a lot of people are going to want him to be able to hit like Juan Soto now because they'll they'll feel that he's the reason why Juan Soto's not in a Cardinals uniform, even though Moselak said that's not what the case was. Uh, the, it wasn't one person that didn't allow that deal to go through, that it was a multiple amount of things. So um, no pressure, Dylan. No pressure whatsoever moving forward. Uh, by the way, the team also traded catcher Austin Romine to the Reds for cash. Huge deal right there. Austin Romine moving on. So the Cards got the Cubs in town. Um, Yachty is behind the plate tonight. The Cubs did not move Contreras or Hap, which was a surprise to a lot of people. O'Neal not in the starting lineup again, but um, it's Wayno and Yachty tonight. So uh, we'll be talking about tonight's game tomorrow. Any more fallout from what's going on at the trade deadline today, but it's been a crazy day, man. It's been wild. Uh, we want to thank you guys for making Locked On Cardinals your first listen. Now make your second listen to Locked On MLB Podcast. Our uh, expert, Paul Francis Sullivan, brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Call him Sully. He doesn't like to be called Paul, by the way. Uh, follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. I'm exhausted. I'm J.D. Haffer, and I want to thank you guys for hanging out with me. You're the best fans in baseball for a reason. 
And I'll see you next time right here on Locked on Cardinals. I'm going to go take a nap. <laughs>